Next on BYU Sports Nation, next stop, NIT. Or so we've heard. Are you on board to embrace BYU in the other college basketball tournament? Former BYU sharpshooter Brock Zilstra played one of his best games in the NIT. What does he expect from the Cougars in the postseason? Plus, the one and only Jay Swag Daddy Jamal Williams joins us to talk spring football and the senior running backs return to the Cougars. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now, from Studio B, here's your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision on a Friday. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. March 11th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jason, don't call me Chris, Shepard. I get Chris for some odd reason. I get Chris a lot. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Which is the funniest part about that is my mom has always told me that if she wasn't going to name me Jason, she was going to name me Chris. So maybe like I missed my call. Maybe I was supposed to be named Chris, and this is people trying to correct it. Chris Shepard. Yeah. For some reason, I must look like a Chris. I don't There's know. There's a Chris Shepard out there somewhere There's, that's like, hey. Somebody, yeah. That's a great name. So I get Chris a lot. Okay. So I had a recent interaction, <laughs> speaking of this. With someone who I will not name, and I won't tell you what they called me, but this person <laughs> called me the wrong name like like seven times. <laughs> it's not just once like, oh, hey, wrong name. Like, but they, they kept going back to it again and again. <laughs> now, was this like a stranger <laughs> or was this somebody that you knew? This is somebody that I semi know. Okay. <laughs> they called you the wrong name like seven times? Yes. <laughs> Clearly you don't semi-know each no, other. <laughs> not, like, not well, but like, okay. And it's like, it's one of those situations where I can't say, and I don't have the heart to tell this person, you're calling me the wrong name. I, it's, it's so awkward for me, and I, I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat. I mean... It's our name. We should feel perfectly fine to correct people <laughs> about the name that we've had for decades. But, but seven times. But it's awkward. Like, I, once you correct somebody on anything, how is that conversation going to go moving forward? You might as well just walk away. Yeah, then because the conversation's just, oh, over. Uh, well, I was, um, I was just talking to somebody that was – I was just thinking about a person <laughs> that had that name or I was just talking uh, – all right, awkward departure. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm just like, I want this person to feel normal, so I'm okay being called the wrong name. But like, keep going back to it. It's like, oh, okay. I wonder if the person that, that you had this encounter with is actually watching the show. He's like, why is Tyler, why, why are they calling Tyler Spencer? I don't understand this. <laughs> why, does, why do they keep calling Spencer Jerem? <laughs> it's like... It's like, yeah, I'll just call you Jerem Shepard for All the right. rest of the day. I'll, hey, I'll own that. Skyler Litton and <laughs> Jerem Shepard here on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we, should, we should feel what do confident you do? In, in correcting people. What do you do? Yeah, like what do you do to make that person not feel bad, though? So that it's not super oh, awkward. It's gonna, you can't. <laughs> once, they, once is one thing. You call somebody the wrong name seven times, you're in trouble. Skyler Litton. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 
BYU baseball, not awkward, won again last night, extending their record-setting season start to 12-1. and They beat Niagara 14-1. Michael Rucker, now 3-0 and as a starting pitcher. He struck out a career-high 10 batters. The Cougars and Purple Eagles, yes, the Purple Eagles, <laughs> play a doubleheader at Miller Park beginning at 5 Eastern time on BYU Radio and the W.TV. Congratulations goes out to Lexi Reidalch. She was named uh, the College Sports Madness Women's Basketball All-High Major Player of the Year. Reidalch uh, was also named to the Madness 2015-2016 All-High Major First Team. Kyle Collinsworth and Nick Emery earned postseason honors for BYU Basketball from College Sports Madness. Collinsworth named to the All-High Major First Team, and Emery is the All-High Major Freshman of the Year. And BYU Softball plays four games this weekend at Oklahoma. The Cougars will face the 14th-ranked Sooners. They'll also face Maryland and St. Louis over the next two days. Hashtag high major greater than mid-major. Rise (laughs) and shout! It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Embracing the NIT. Embrace it, can't, but accept it, you have to. It's one of those things where you'd love to be in the biggest tournament of college basketball that's what you grew up wanting to play in and the fact that you can't is is tough but you you get your team back together you get your mind right and say let's let's string together some wins for the nit i've been the conductor of the ncaa tournament train for the last three years where's that hat by the way it's not on the set currently (laughs) i do know where it is but it is not on the set okay anson winder addressed the nit yesterday and as a player and a former BYU guy that has had that standard of getting to the NCAA tournament, he knows. Okay, he was real about it. But listen, okay, BYU didn't hit the standard. Or at least we feel very strongly that they won't. Like 99.99% sure that they won't get an at-large But bid. there's like a point 0.01%, <laughs> right? Give me that hat. Where's the hat? No. Stop, <laughs> no, please. No. The official announcement for the NCAA tournament and the NIT will be made on Sunday. So now, is it time to embrace the NIT, just like the Cougars eventually did in 2013? That brings us to our Twitter question. Are you embracing BYU playing in the NIT? Why or why not? Again, it's not official. We are just very confidently believing that BYU will be one of the 32 NIT teams not included in the NCAA tournament. First tweet in from at BYU Teddy Bear 89. I'm with Anson Winder. Can't embrace, only accept. Even if we win it, technically means we are the 65th best team. Now hold on a second. First of all, there are 68 teams that make the NCAA tournament. So by that logic, BYU would be the 69th best team. But that's besides the point, okay? There are auto bids from very small conferences, teams that get into the big dance, that win three games and get in. Take, for example, Jason, the mighty Crusaders of Holy Cross, taking nothing away from what they did before their conference tournament. Okay, they were 11-19 and 19 going into their conference tournament. 11-19. and 19. They win three games. They have 10 losses to teams that have RPI 200 plus. 10! But they won three games and now they're in. So you're telling me that just because they got in, Holy Cross is a better team than BYU? Come on. Come on! Of course not. I get people... This is the way I look at it. 
If you don't want to embrace the NIT, that's fine. And we've got a lot of fans chiming in on the Twitter question that say they're not embracing the NIT. For them, it's NCAA tournament or bust. That's fine. You can have that. If you don't want to embrace the NIT, how about embracing the team? Ah, there's a novel idea. Embrace the team. I don't understand. Yeah, everybody wants BYU to go to the NCAA tournament. BYU wanted to go to the NCAA tournament. Again, I'm the one pulling on the conductor whistle the entire year. But are you telling me that you're not going to pay attention to the team, to your team, the team that you followed all year long, the team you followed for decades, because they're playing in the NIT? Don't embrace the NIT. Fine. But embrace this team. At TX Colonel. Accepted, but not embraced. I'll watch, but excitement wanes. When Jerem Jordan threw the tourney train hat off the stage in Vegas, a piece of me died. (laughs) (laughs) There are things that are good that will come out of this, believe it or not. Okay, For local BYU fans, you know the chance to watch BYU at home. Most likely. Again, not official, but it's going to be the NIT. Another chance to watch Mr. Triple-Double Kyle Collinsworth, the Triple Dragon. One of his teammates and the best three-point shooters in BYU history, Chase Fisher. He's made more three-pointers than any other BYU player, save Jimmer Fredette. Okay? And then there's Rexosaurus Rex. You have another chance, most likely, to watch BYU play on their home floor. I remember... When BYU was in the NIT a couple of years ago, and they ended up making it to the Final Four at Madison Square Garden, when that started, we were going through this exact same conversation. People were disappointed. They were upset. You know, it's, it should be the NCAA tournament. I'm not going to watch. But I know from talking to a lot of people, and I experienced this myself, BYU played well in the first game against Washington, and then played well against Mercer, and then went on the road to Southern Miss, and had a fantastic, and the buzz started to build. And yes, you want them to go to the NCAA tournament. Nobody's debating that. But that NIT run, for what it was, was exciting basketball to watch. Absolutely it was. BYU on ESPN, playing in Madison Square Garden in the NIT Final Four. We'll talk to Brock Zilstra in a few minutes about what that run was like and the mentality that they took into that tournament. Now you say, and Anson Winder said yesterday, can't, you can't embrace it, but you, but you have to accept it. That being said, when it got into the later rounds, as you just referenced, Jason, it became something different. Yeah. And he talked about that. Uh, the beginning rounds of the NIT are so different from the beginning rounds of the NCAA tournament. Uh, it didn't start to, you don't get, start to get that feel in the NIT until you get to that third round or that final four where it's like, okay, this, is, this really means something. Okay, so get to the third round. Get there. Done. It's going to happen. Get there. You're still playing for something. I know the NIT is the second best tournament, okay? It's not like the big dance. If you want to call it, you can call it the middle dance. It's junior high (laughs) dance. Whatever. BYU is still playing for something. And underneath Dave Rose, BYU fans have been spoiled. Do you remember what BYU was doing before Dave Rose took over the program? Okay, again, I don't. I'm not, you can go look it up yourself. The program is in really good hands with Dave Rose, and the NIT is the exception, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 
BYU teams led by Dave Rose have only gone to the NIT two times. We're assuming this will be trip number three. Expecting trip number three. They did it in the 05-06 season and 12-13. So under Dave Rose, this team has only been in this position twice expecting a third. So this team is used to going to the NCAA tournament, as we've seen. This is the exception. This is not a team that's going every year to the NIT. They're exceeding this under head coach Dave Rose. BYU's record in the NIT under Dave Rose is 3-2. and two. The three wins coming in 2012-13 season when they got to Madison Square Garden in the Final Four. The other NIT game was Dave Rose's first season, and that was coming off a season where they went 9-21. and So getting to the NIT felt like a success. And BYU has made the NCAA tournament seven times under Dave Rose, all as an at-large. Never with the auto bid. Which makes it even more impressive. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join us on BYU Sports Nation. Are you embracing BYU playing in the NIT? Why or why not? Hashtag embrace the NIT. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Mark L. McCune, absolutely embrace NIT. Play more games, more practice, maybe another Kyle Collinsworth triple-double, and Rexosaurus Rex, Nate Austin, can extend <laughs> his foul record. Yes! I didn't even think about that. Extend the foul record. He's already said it. Might as well go for more, right? Hey, Kyle Collinsworth, I mean, as I mentioned, get more triple-doubles, more fouls, climb up the record books even more. There's still excitement in these games. You can still enjoy watching your team play basketball. At TWA 10-11, the NIT is the college version of everyone gets a trophy, which I couldn't, dis- I couldn't agree with not, or disagree with more. Not every team goes to the NIT. 32 teams get in the NIT, 68 into the NCAA tournament. So that's a combination of 100 teams. Do you know how many college basketball teams there are? 782. Pretty much. <laughs> 351. 351 Division One college basketball teams. A hundred make the NCAA tournament or the NIT. So no, that is not everybody gets a trophy. And if you get to the Final Four in Madison Square Garden and are on ESPN, I guarantee at TWA 1011 will be right at the front of that train. Super excited about BYU having the opportunity to do that. That's right. At Cougar Stats, and this is it really sums up what we've been talking about. At Cougar Stats says, I embrace the opportunity to watch more BYU basketball that doesn't require embracing the tourney. That's great. That's fine. You don't, you don't have to. But you could still get excited to watch BYU play more basketball. Love your team. Love your team. At H underscore Dick 548. Never understood the thrill of going to the dance with no chance to win. Go win the NIT. Now, now, that's, yeah. an, that's an entirely <laughs> different conversation. The thrill of getting in the big dance is absolutely tangible. More on that later. Coming up, Brock Zilstra talks about what it takes to make the most of the NIT. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. I am... Skyler Linton (laughs) alongside Chris Shepard. At least that's what the graphic on the television Uh, says. Do we hashtag wrong names are fun? Who do we need to approach? uh, Tell them they've got the wrong names. Seriously, though, how do you tell somebody 
that keeps calling you the wrong name without making them feel awkward. I can't. I don't have the heart to do it. Just can't. I'll just be that person. I'll be that name forever to that person. <laughs> like, what? whatever. Hopefully oh. they'll notice at some point. And like, like they if feel, they're watching the show right yeah, now, hearing this story, awkward. they feel awkward. Just but they're by themselves, and so later they can just be like, "Oh, hey, Spencer," to like make sure, like, "Oh, yeah, I know your, I know your name now." Are you going to see this person again? Yes. Okay. Well, this is going to be awkward. I will see this person again. It's going to be very <laughs> awkward. The red hot BYU baseball team plays a doubleheader this afternoon at Miller Park against Niagara. Game one will start at 5 p.m. Eastern time, and both games can be heard on BYU Radio and seen on the W.TV. Our Twitter question today, are you embracing BYU basketball playing in the National Invitation Tournament, NIT for short? Why or why not at Ryben 3? Not until BYU makes it to Madison Square Garden. Wow. I'll support them, but tough to embrace it because I want more than that. So if they're in the third round, still no embracing? Woo! That's tough, man. That's a high standard. It's a high standard. BYU getting it's because they've done it. So now it's like, yeah, we'll just do it again. It's really tough. There are some good teams going to play in the NIT. Brock Zilstra is a man who has enjoyed success in both the NCAA tournament and the NIT, and a guy who had one of his more memorable games on that run to Madison Square Garden. He joined us earlier today on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Brock, you are a man who is literally interrupting wedding festivities right now to do this interview. That is dedication, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I think it would be more of a problem if... I was interrupting my own wedding. That'd, that'd be an issue there. Very true. Very true. We're we're not causing any problems right now. No, nothing at all. Okay, very good. Then let's get to the real stuff. You're a guy who played in both the NCAA tournament and the NIT. And when the standard for BYU hoops under Dave Rose is winning conference championships and making the NCAA tournament, what kind of attitude do you think the Cougars this year will take into the NIT? Well, I mean, I think. Obviously, we I mean don't know for sure. I think everybody's guess is that they'll be in the NIT um, just because of how they finished out that the season in the tournament. But might be a little bit disappointed. I think everybody who has tasted that tournament and whose expectation coming into BYU, the program, that's that's all we want to do is make it to the tournament. Um, so it might have a little bit of disappointment on Sunday if they haven't already come to that realization. But the preparation, it'll be the same. My mindset should be the same. All those guys. I know most of them, and they're they're dedicated, right? They, they they know that there is still a lot of games left to be played, and there's a lot of good tournament, a lot of good, good teams that will be in this tournament. So their mindset should be the same as if they're going to NCAA or even something, you know, any other tournament that was out there. Brock, you referenced it. I mean, you said there will be some fans that just aren't excited about going to the NIT. What would you say to those Cougar fans that say, you know what, I just I'm not buying into this? I'd tell them not to watch. <laughs> no. uh, That's fair. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, BYU's fans are great. I mean, they're really dedicated. It shows, and when I played, going out to Portland or going out to any away game and feeling like it was a home game, and that's been the case, you know, for a long time now. So, um, I think that it just comes with the territory, right? That they're so dedicated and so passionate that. That's the way it, it'll end up being, but I think that we'll get over it and and uh, we'll push for. I mean, once they, I think the same feeling was happening when we made that run 
And after a game or two, it was exciting. It was fun because we were going to make a run. We realized that it was time to lace them up and go again, and we're not going to leave anything but our best out there. So um, maybe a game or two, but it'll, it'll get exciting because this team can make a run. Let's talk a little bit more about that memorable run in the NIT, including, on your part, a 23-point outburst with five three-pointers against a number one seed in the NIT Southern Miss that put BYU into the Final Four at Madison Square Garden in New York. What do you remember most about that NIT run? And that's what's funny. That game in particular, as far as individual uh, games are concerned for me, one of, my, one of my favorite games of, of all time that I played at BYU. So even though it wasn't NIT, it would have been maybe even that more heightened if it was in, in the NCAA tournament. But those type of games can be had, and that excitement of going to Southern Miss, they, I, think they had, I think they had lost at home in, I want to say, 30-plus games or, or something ridiculous like that. So it was fun to go in there. The atmosphere, they sold out the whole season at home as well. So it was a fun atmosphere to be in, to be a part of, and... To, to get that win to go to Madison Square Garden to, to play in the NIT's Final Four. How do the coaches handle NIT preparation? Is it, is it just like any other game? Is it closer to an NCAA tournament game? What was the preparation like? What did the coaches have you guys going through ahead of that, that run that you guys went on? Yeah, it's just as intense as anything else. I mean, there. I remember going into – I guess I, I knew how much time the coaches put in. But there was one game in particular where I, I think we finished late and um, I was going to get a snack or something like that in the middle of the night. I was too, too wired from winning the game before. But they were in one of the conference rooms in the hotel. I think it was middle of the night, like 2, two in the morning or something like that. So their preparation is is as intense as ever. So they'll, they'll get the guys ready and their game plans will be on point. They'll, they'll have plenty of film to review for the teams that are coming up. So Coaches, very, they'll have the team well, well prepared to, to go into the game, whoever they play. Former BYU basketball guard Brock Zilstra. Follow him on the Twitter machine, at Brock Zilstra, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. What do you make of BYU's season to this point? They've had some really good wins. When you look at beating St. Mary's and winning at Gonzaga and then the head-scratching yeah. losses against Pacific and Portland. So what, what do you make of this season? It's funny. I, I told any game that we we went up against, I, any big time team, I would tell anybody. I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you know if we blew them out. It just seemed like they have, and I know that they have the ability and the talent to beat anybody. I mean, if they were to get selected to the NCAA tournament, which it's probably not going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run there as well. They have the talent. I mean, they have shooters in Chase and Nick, and have playmakers, obviously in Kyle, and have some some post presence where. I mean, Corbin and Kyle dominate the boards at times. So I just I think that they've been had a successful season, of course, over 20 wins again for Coach Rosen for a BYU team. But so much a little bit short in some of those games that you talked about against Portland and um, some of those lower ranked WCC teams. So um, fun at times, but also frustrating to with some of those games that were um, should have had, of course. Brock realizing that there there's still games to play, so his career is not over in a BYU uniform. But how will you remember Kyle Collinsworth's time as a Cougar? I, I think the biggest stat about Kyle is he leads BYU all time in rebounds and assists. I mean that that is I don't know if I've heard a stat like that. It's like ridiculous. You'll have a, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's insane. So, and I think he's coming up on steals as well. I was sitting with Jackson at the WCC tournament. I think he's 20 away from Jackson or something like that. So, it's remarkable. I mean, he's a Swiss Army knife for sure. He can score when he needs to. Um, obviously, can pass the ball and rebounds well for especially for a point point guard. So I guess he, he rebounds well for a big man as well. But, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just a phenomenal player. I really, really hope that he, he uh, gets a shot and um, to play in the NBA, and I'm sure that he will get looks for sure, and um, I think he'll make the most of it. In a way, it's kind of a passing of the torch from Kyle Collinsworth to Nick Emery when you talk about – you know, the old veteran who's done it all and now kind of one of the guys that's the new face of BYU basketball with his bullish attitude. And he's, you know, Nick Emery believes he's going to find a way. He's not afraid to take the big shot. So what was the most impressive thing that you saw from Nick Emery, not just in the West Coast Conference Tournament when you were watching with his brother Jackson, but over the whole course of the season? I think that my what I love about Nick, I think what has really helped him as well is that Coach trusts him. Right, as a, as a freshman, it's you don't get that very often where Coach Rose will totally put trust in a freshman, and then I like his attitude as far as he's not scared. I mean, he's, he's he'll be in your face on defense, but also he'll take, like you said, the big shot. I remember down there in the WCC, one of the shots where he came up, pulled and transitioned in a three. I think it was like one on three, and he made it. Um, but I think he's got a special feature in front of him. I think that he might actually break all the records that are that are out there as far as scoring is concerned. So um he he's got a bright future and I think it'll just help when he gets the familiarity of playing with Eric and playing with T J. Um he he's like I said, bright future ahead of him and I think that he's he's ready for for that to come up with him. You touched on some of the, the players coming in and you know these are players that Cougar fans have been talking about for years, and now they're all going to finally be on the court together. You mentioned you know TJ and Eric Mika will come back, and Peyton Dastrup will be coming back, and there's all these guys that have been talked about for so long. When you look at the future of BYU basketball, what stands out to you? Uh, the biggest thing, I think, is excitement. I think for everybody who talks about, obviously we're not writing off this year because there's still a lot of basketball left to be played, but coming up in the next few years it's it's exciting it's exciting to see the guys that have played with each other for years and years and years and um there's it's hard to build that chemistry at times with guys who've maybe thrown together with some jc transfers or with guys that have come back on their missions but these guys have some history together so it's, it's fun to or exciting to look at that in the future look down the road and then see what the possibilities are and i think that these guys can make a deep run in the ncaa tournament with post presence and guard play and they have some wings coming as well. So it's I mean I'm I'm excited for the future and it's it's great to see it they not only have, you know, a couple of years to play together, but they have legitimately three or four years that all these guys will be together and um, be able to build every year on top of each other. Talking with Brock Zilstra, former BYU basketball guard, when will the Cougars beat Gonzaga for a West Coast conference title? Regular season or tournament, either one. Oh man, that man makes me mad. We should have—I mean, we should have had them many years. We should have had them, but I, I think that it'll be—I mean, next year. But I would—I would almost bet that it'll be in the next two years. I mean, once we get those guys coming off missions, there's obviously a little bit of. Just we didn't see it too much with Nick, but um, maybe a little bit of a transitional period, and then the following year we can—I would say almost—you know—it's a sure bet that we could beat them 
um, two years from now. But I wouldn't put it past him to beat him next year. You heard the man. He says in the next two years. Okay, Brock, enjoy the wedding. Eat a lot of cake. You know, do your thing over there. And uh, you I don't sh- need any more cake. <laughs> well, you just do the dancing afterwards. Now. The dancing afterwards can beat your cardio. There you go. Yeah, there you go. You should know that I have a picture saved in my phone after you got fouled against Iona in that 25-point comeback that will be in my phone forever. You know the picture I'm talking about. I, I do. My brother calls it the walrus. So, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Brock, thanks for the time, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Brock Zilstra on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. The walrus. <laughs> you know the picture I'm talking about? I do know the picture you're talking about. we got to find that. we got to find that and get it out there. <laughs> One of my favorite memories, really, as a BYU basketball fan, the greatest comeback in NCAA tournament history, down 25 at half capped off by that Brock Zilstra and one play. BYU advanced on to play Marquette and lose, but still, a memorable thing. Our Twitter question today, are you embracing BYU playing in the NIT? Why or why not? Hashtag embrace the NIT. We'll come back with more of your responses. But up next, Jamal Williams returns to BYU Sports Nation, the one and only Jay Swag Daddy, senior running back, back for an unexpected 2016 season. What are his thoughts on spring football and beyond? Stay with us. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU baseball faces in-state rival Utah coming up this Tuesday night at Miller Park. First pitch will be at 8 p.m. Eastern time. That will also be our very first BYU baseball game of the season on BYU TV. You'll also be able to listen to it on BYU Radio. As it should be. BYU-Utah to kick off BYU TV's coverage of the Batcats. The really good Batcats. 12-1 and one off to their best start in program history. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Led off by baseball, who won last night against Niagara. 14-1. Michael Rucker, now 3-0 and as a starting pitcher. Struck out a career-high 10 batters. The Cougs and Purple Eagles have a doubleheader at Miller Park beginning at 5 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV. The accolades continue for BYU women's basketball player Lexi Rydall. She was named the College Sports Madness Women's Basketball All-High Major Player of the Year. Rydall was also named to the Madness 2015-16 All-High Major First Team. All-High Major. That's a when mouthful. Did, when did that become a thing? That's that. I mean, I know mid-major, but when did All-High Major become a thing? And, and Kyle Collinsworth and Nick Emery each got postseason honors from College Sports Madness. Collinsworth, the all-high major first-teamer, <laughs> and Emery named the all-high major freshman of the year. That is a ton of all-high major happening. Do you think they just get together and try and come up with the I most confusing know. things to call stuff? <laughs> Honestly. Well, it's like the NCBWA <laughs> District 7 second team. Like There are so many. Yeah. There's so many. Softball plays four games this weekend at Oklahoma. The Cougars will face the Sooners, Maryland, and St. Louis over the next two days. So yeah. uh, good luck to them. Another opportunity for BYU to knock off a top 20 team, 14th rank Oklahoma. Yesterday, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard had the always unique and distinct <laughs> yes. privilege of interviewing Jamal Williams. Jay Swag Daddy is back and playing for BYU football it's been a twisty, unexpected road, but here he is back in spring football 
feeling really better than ever. Here's the interview with Jamal Williams. All right, Jamal, uh, back for spring ball. Uh, you know, another another season of uh, Jamal Williams. We didn't think 2016 would be in the cards for you, but what's it been like here in spring football for you? Uh, spring football has been pretty good right now. It's pretty much learning a new offense, and it's a, a great offense, too, at that. And they're just trying to make it just as easy as they can for us to learn the plays and get down with the, the formations and everything. So spring ball right now is going great. Obviously, with the new coaching staff, I mean, you're coming back, and you know the coaches that were here before have moved on. How has this new coaching staff embraced you specifically? Um, pretty much just with open arms, welcoming me, and everything. And it's just, it's just funny. It's like we're both coming back. We're all coming back, starting over again. And Coach Reno, all the other coaches, they're all great. I love them all already. You know, they just make it so easy and and free and just everything's happy and and great so they just making football just great right now jamal williams is on byu sports nation jamal has the offense been installed have you have you seen the playbook in its fullest and gone through that or is it still being installed we, it's still getting installed we're taking it bit by bit we're not just giving it all they're not giving to us all like just here it is and learn it they're taking it bit by bit and they're going as slow, but not as uh, not as slow. If we pick it up quickly, they go on to the next thing. And if they feel like we're struggling, we work on the same concepts we've been working on, and then we'll go from there. So they've been doing a great job on showing us how to do the plays and everything. From your specific standpoint, what's the difference in this offense from the offense that uh, that you're used to? Um. Now, well, for me, honestly, I like being back seven yards and seeing the whole field and and knowing uh, exactly what's going on and, and the run plays is exactly runs and everything. I, and everything. So I like it mostly for the pro style. It's more of a, a patient waiting for your blockers, setting your blockers up and helping them make holes for you. And it's, it's a great offense for, for running the ball and passing and I just like how I feel like this one is a more everybody's helping everybody. Like everybody has to block a certain certain person so the play can go a certain amount of yards. Like I just like how everything is yeah, pretty much everything is just everybody working together and and helping each other get uh what they need for for the play. Jamal Williams on BYU Sports Nation. It's it's important to understand that playbook. It's also important to understand the guy calling the plays. Can you understand Ty and his Texas drawl, Jamal? Of course. Texas is it's just funny. <laughs> I never had a Texan accent before, especially like Texas Ranger type. It's just hilarious to me. I just smile. Like even when he's mad, it's just I, I take him serious. I take him serious all the time. But it's just his, the accent. It's just it gets to me. So like, I, like it makes me smile every time Coach Ty talks. It's just hilarious to me. Do you, do you have an impersonation of Ty when he's mad? Nah, not yet. I would get it. You're though. working on it. Yeah. Okay. What is that like? I mean, there are there are a lot of people that believe Ty Detmer is the greatest BYU Cougar ever. When you found out that this is your OC and you get to be with him and he's teaching you this, what is that like? It's great. You get to learn from somebody who's won a Heisman, you know? Like, his picture is always there in the locker room, jersey, everything. And now he's here being the offensive coordinator for you. It's just great to have him here. And it's just great for, uh, like, the other players to know that we have a Heisman winner as our offensive coordinator. So 
everything he's telling us is things we can put into our game and, and learn from. Jamal, what's this been like emotionally for you where you thought you were going to play you know, in 2015 and then, and then you don't, but you're back now? Um, you know, just come with the same mindset as well, what you came in for. for uh, when I was gone, just pretty much just working on getting back as fast as I can and getting healthier, stronger, faster, and everything I can to be the greatest teammate I can be for my team. How's the knee feeling? It's obviously been you've had quite a quite a long time to get what you would hope to be as 100% healthy. Where are you at health-wise and where is the knee? I'm 100. Yeah. A year is good. A year is as good as it's ever going to get for me to have off. So, I'm good now. I'm just getting ready to get ready to play and help my team win. Are you the youngest like sort of fifth-year senior in the history of college football? You said you're you're not. You're still twenty. You're almost twenty-one. Yeah, next month I'll be twenty-one. Next what? month. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy that you're still twenty. I think so. You're, are you the athletic Doogie Hauser? Do you even know who that is? Of BYU? No. Who that? You don't even know. Oh, who Doogie, you got to check so, out Doogie yeah. Hauser. Doogie Hauser. Okay. He was yeah. like a fourteen-year-old doctor. It was like an '80s TV show. Yeah, like oh, he was Lord. a prodigy, like a Wasn't really it young. Black and white. <laughs> no. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> This is y'all's time when y'all was uh, little, huh? Oh, my goodness. And it was black and white. Yeah. Do you know who Neil Patrick Harris is? Do you know who that is? Yeah, he was the one on uh, Harold and Kumar go to uh, yes. White Castle. Yes, he time. was Doogie Howser. He was Doogie Howser when he was younger. Oh, so he was like 10? <laughs> well, he was 14 in there. I don't know how old he was, but yeah. So how do you... So are, is he older than y'all? Yes, is he, he older? Is. Yeah, now, yeah, he's yes. older than us. Yes. Like, by how much? Like, two years? I don't know how old he is, but he's younger than we are. I don't know. Yeah. Younger than I am. I don't know about Jason. Jason's he's younger than y'all? No, no. He's older than us. Older. Probably by f- at least five years. Mm, okay. Y'all ain't got to ain't gotta justify. You guys are old. He's 42, I'm being told. Yeah, he's 42 years old. So how old are you? O- old enough. Yeah, old enough. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to ask there. What is it? In the 30s? In the 30s. Yep, 30s. Oh, the 30s. So, just, so, just so much wisdom, Jamal. Man, y'all got a whole bunch of man. The, can you imagine me being thirty? No, like another ten years. My Jamal, mind, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, Jamal. Man, I'm surprised y'all ain't got canes yet. Being at thirty, <laughs> honestly. That's why we sit on this desk. I lean on it every day. The twenty-year-old wise old man Jamal Williams is on BYU Sports Nation. What, what's it like to be a senior with this group? That I mean, initially when you came in, you didn't think you'd be here in 2016, but here you are. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a little weird, but it's just – I take it as just a, a great opportunity of being able to keep playing and, and playing with the team that I love playing for and playing with my teammates who always had my back and just always welcomed me with um, um, ugh, warm arms. And they just accept me for who I am, and that's exactly why I love being on this team. When you look at this offense and realizing it's only week two of spring practice, with what you know and what the coaches have talked about what's possible, how good do you think this offense specifically can be this year? I think this offense can be extremely good. Uh, Just doing the things that we know that we can do, especially with the talent that we have and all the different type of things that we're going to be doing. It's just great to know that we're stacked. It's just up to us to play as a team and, and to execute. Jamal, we appreciate the time. Go look up who Doogie Hauser is, okay? 
For sure. Thank you, old timers. <laughs> Thanks, Jamal. <laughs> uh, see you later. Jamal Williams on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. <laughs> Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Another memorable interview <laughs> with the one and only Jay Swag. Hey, there. you know what? Nothing makes you feel older than talking to Jamal Williams. Asking about Canes, ending it by saying, all right, see you later, old timers. I'm not surprised at all. This is the same guy that media day last year referred to me as a middle-aged vanilla man. (laughs) (laughs) What what Uh, do you say? What do you say? Oh, I'm going to miss that guy when he's gone. But you know what? How fantastic is it that he's back? That's what I mean. To have him, not only what he's going to be able to do on the field, but to have that personality back, (laughs) he's so great to be around. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's 42, is that right? 42 years old, yes. Oh, my goodness. That was that yes, was outstanding. Older than us. Holy cow! If you didn't hear all of that interview, <laughs> or even if you did, you, you need to listen to that again, especially uh, like the last four minutes. Just just them all taking shots at our ages, at Jeremy and Jason specifically, but I'm certainly grouped in that category as well. Uh, our Twitter question today: Are you embracing BYU basketball playing in the NIT? Why or why not? At Dan Credit says. I embrace the NIT as much as Jerem Jordan embraces the countdown. Speaking of... Countdown to the Wildcats. 176. You're getting really good at that. Yes. Yep. 176. They're going to cut that high five of us, aren't they? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> we get an awkward hug. I call you, I call you Chris. The, au- the awkward embrace as we're talking about embracing the NIT. The t- you remember the TP hug, like in junior high, like, like, like your think, body's form a TP. I don't think I've ever heard like, it called that, though, but yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> you know exactly what I I'm talking what about. talking about. We play Would You Rather next. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. We're also known as Skyler Linton. <laughs> And Chris Shepard today. <laughs> today is Wrong Name Friday. Oh, oh, that's so funny. If you miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights right here on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Baseball plays a doubleheader this afternoon. And the weather, if you're here locally, the weather is about as perfect as it gets. It's supposed to be 70 degrees. You've got a doubleheader. The first one against Niagara will start at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And if you can't make it, both games can be heard on BYU Radio and seen on the W.TV. What does Trevor Maddich of ESPN think about today's weather? Let's see how dialed in our audio op is. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> well played. Well played. It's time that we play... Would you rather? It's Would You Rather on BYU Sports Nation. Oh, these are some doozies today. Pretty simple. We throw out a scenario, compare it to another, and you have to pick one. Number one. Would you rather go to the final four of the NIT or lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament? Jason? It's always the NCAA tournament. You That's... I understand we've been talking about embracing the NIT. And if that's where you go, you embrace it. But the goal is always 
the NCAA tournament, even if you lose in the first round. That is always the goal. There are people, namely Brian Logan, who would say, go to the Final Four of the NIT. He argued so hardly, like so hard against me twice that a deep run in the NIT is better than one and done in the NCAA tournament. And I'm with you, Jason. It's about hitting that standard. You want to be in the big dance every year, even if it's one and done. You want to get there because it helps recruiting. It helps program prestige. It, it just, it's what, it's what you do. And the more you make the NCAA tournament, and this goes to kind of what you were just talking about, the more leeway the tournament committee will give you. If you're kind of right there, well, this has been a tournament team the last five years. I think they've earned it. Maybe you get in because of it. Like had Gonzaga lost to St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Championship, their name brand, because they've done it, exactly. probably gets them in. Exactly. Number two. Would you rather BYU basketball win a WCC tournament championship over Gonzaga or BYU football beat Utah in week two? Oh, snap. You go first on this one. Strictly from a national perspective, I'd take a West Coast Conference Tournament Championship over Gonzaga because it gives you the automatic bid to the NCAA Tournament. Okay, BYU's never had that in the West Coast Conference. So, and they've never beaten Gonzaga in Las Vegas. Guess what? BYU's beaten Utah before. And I know that it's like, oh, but it's Utah. This upcoming year, it's week number two. So I will take the auto bid to the NCAA tournament and a West Coast Conference tournament championship and beating Gonzaga in Vegas because all of those things have never happened. They've never happened under Dave Rose. So I would go that 100% because it means more for BYU basketball as a whole. Those are all some very (laughs) great points that you just made. And they're all wrong. (laughs) Because you take... The BYU football win over your in-state rival, Utah, every time. It's beating Utah. It's, I understand that the other is national. This is more regional. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU fans need a break from this. They need a win. So I'm going to speak for BYU Sports Nation because I have a feeling there are a lot of people in their cars at home going, it's Utah! I'm speaking for them. You beat Utah. BYU Sports Region, yes. Yes, I know. Especially for people that live around Utah fans. I know. It's the worst thing ever hanging over your head. But (laughs) if you live outside of the state, I don't think a lot of people would care about that. They'd, They'd want BYU basketball to do something they've never done before. Number three. Would you rather Jimmer Fredette Jimmer! score 30 points a night in the NBA D-League or have him sit on the bench during a 10-day NBA contract? You want to go first? Oh. This one, I still don't know what's going to come out of my mouth right now. Because this, I actually equate to losing in the first round of the NCAA tournament or making a long run, long successful run in the NIT. And because I'm going to use the same logic. Because I said even if you lose, you go to the NCAA tournament – Being in the NBA is Jimmer's goal. And yes, he's going to get a lot more playing time in the D-League, but the goal is to be in the NBA. And so if that comes in the form of an NBA 10-day contract, that's the way you go. Yeah, I want so much to say, yeah, score 30, have fun, because his wife, Whitney Fredette, has said multiple times, it's fun to see him. It's fun to see him play well and score a lot of points. And he hasn't 
really been able to get that mojo back since he was in college. So, yes, I like that, but you're right. The goal is to play in the NBA. And guess what? Even if you're sitting on the bench, you're still practicing with an NBA team. You're getting better. You're still around NBA coaches, and you're still getting NBA money. Yep. So yeah. Oh, and then there's that. Yeah. I want Jimmer to be in the NBA. Are you embracing BYU basketball playing in the NIT? Why or why not? At that Wiley Guy 91. If we play it at home, will they offer reduced pricing on Cougar Tails? <laughs> if so, I'm in. Hashtag poor college student. <laughs> I think we can arrange dollar Cougar Tails. I'll see what I can do. BYU Sports Station, presented in part by DexterLive.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. NYC Buckets is projecting BYU as a four seed in the NIT, playing Washington. Hashtag single digit seed. Baseball. 12-1 BYU baseball beat Niagara last night 14-1. The two teams will face each other today in a doubleheader at Miller Park. First game beginning at 5 p.m. Eastern time. You can listen to it on BYU Radio and watch it on the W.TV. Women's basketball. Lexi Rydalts named the College Sports Madness Women's Basketball All-High Major Player of the Year. Track and field. Both the men's and women's teams are at the NCAA Indoor Championships at Samford, not Stanford, this weekend. Tennis. Women's tennis at Boise State tonight, 7 Eastern. Tomorrow they will take on UNLV. The men's team lost 7-0 to 6th-ranked UCLA. Gymnastics. Cougars in action tonight. They are at Arizona. And the, mat- the meet will start at 8 Eastern time. Jimmer. The Dub Knicks and Mr. Fredette travel to Fort Wayne to take on the Mad Ants tonight at 7.30 Eastern. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. We're giving it to the person who's willing to tell you that you've called him or her the wrong name. Or the person that tells you you have food in your teeth. Oh, that's a big one too. My wife can spot it from a nautical mile away. It's unbelievable. Are you embracing BYU playing in the NIT? Why or why not? Elite Tweet of the Day from at Mark L. McCune. Absolutely embrace it. Play more games, more practice, maybe another KC triple-double, and Rexasaurus Rex can extend his foul record. Thanks to our guests. Jason, thanks for coming in, man. You bet. My pleasure. Download the